Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. Just like that, the final hour is here. OutKick 360, Thursday edition. Uh, practically anywhere you're listening right now across the OutKick network, it's cold, chance for ice, snow. Stay safe. And Merry Christmas. From all of us. Merry Christmas uh, from all of us here at OutKick. It's right. a special time of year. Teams, Chad, that can clinch a playoff spot in week 16. We already know these following teams that have clinched their spots into the NFL postseason. Philadelphia, San Francisco, Minnesota, and Dallas. Dallas, even though they lost last week, they were able to clinch a spot based on results. And that's out of the NFC, in the AFC, Buffalo and Kansas City, and then the divisions are still to be determined in the North and the South of the AFC. So we'll start with just pure on just what you can do, even including some of these teams that can clinch uh, this coming week. The Eagles, they will clinch the NFC East. Let's get mathematical, Hunt. With a win or a tie against Dallas. They clinch the number one overall seed and home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs with a win over the Cowboys or a tie, and then combined with a Vikings loss or tie against the Giants. That would clinch number one overall. The Giants, they're 8-5-1. and one. They'll clinch a playoff berth with a win over the Vikings, combined by uh, losses, combined with losses by the uh, Washington Commanders and the Detroit Lions. That would put them in. The Bills, Chad, they clinched the AFC East with a win or a tie against the Chicago Bears, or with a Dolphins loss to Green Bay. Bengals are going to clinch their division uh, with, with a win over the Patriots or a Jets loss against Jacksonville. And Baltimore at 9-5, and five, they're going to clinch a playoff spot and they have the Falcons this week. And then they need to combine that with losses by the Patriots and Jets. Tyler Huntley versus Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Ravens, Falcons. Would the Ravens with a chance to clinch a playoff spot with a win? Nothing else needing to happen? No, they'll need they need the they need losses as well by they the need Patriots help. and Jets. Yeah, they'll they'll need help there. And the Chargers at eight and six, they've won two straight now over AFC opponents with the Miami Dolphins and Tennessee Titans. They clinch a playoff berth. Uh the easiest way is to win over the Colts and then combine that with losses by the Raiders, Jets, and Patriots. It's going to be a while for them to clinch because they need a lot of stuff to happen here. Um, and again, Eagles at 13-1. and one, That's the most intriguing aspect of the weekend playoff-wise to me because of home field advantage, what can be clinched, and your resting hurts. Hurts isn't going to play because of the shoulder sprain. If you go ahead and lock this stuff up, you can make sure that he's ready to go for the postseason. You don't have to rush him back where something could be up for grabs and Week 18. And listening to a pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, earlier, it really sounds like it is straight precautionary. 
I mean, he could play if he wanted to with an injury the way he's got it. If he gutted through in mm-hmm. that game, that he could continue to do that. But they're just being very cautious. And I think that's the right approach right now for the Eagles. And Hutton, you said it earlier. Who's to say they're not going to win this game with Gardner Minshew at quarterback? They have, they have the other areas to match up well against Dallas. And, you know, if they can force third and long situations, third and pass situations, they have the defense that can get after Dak Prescott. Right now, your wildcard teams in the NFC, the Cowboys at 10-4, and four, the Giants at 8-5-1, and one, and the Commanders at 7-6-1. and one. Still in contention, though. Seattle Seahawks and Detroit Lions are both 7-7. Seven and seven. The Green Bay Packers are 6-8 and eight following their Monday night win. Carolina Panthers remain in the mix because they can win their division. And the Saints and Falcons are also in that mix too. They're all 5-9. and nine, But the Buccaneers, uh, by virtue of just leading the division by a game, they're 6-8. Six six and and eight. Eight. They currently hold the fourth spot. So... All the teams are alive in the the NFC South. Eliminated the Cardinals, Rams, and Bears out of the NFC. AFC, Chad? By the way, crazy that every team in the NFC South mathematically is still alive. Yeah. There's not one team eliminated. Uh, AFC. There's more teams eliminated. Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins are your wildcard teams currently. Still in contention. Patriots and Jets at 7-7. Jacksonville at six and eight, they can still win the AFC South with the Titans, and we could see the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs going into Week 17, hosting a playoff game with a win and a Titans loss by virtue of the tiebreaker home to home or head to head win here for the Titans hosting Jacksonville. Um, the Jags winning that game in easy fashion, they would have the tiebreaker currently. Um, with two games to play. The Raiders, Browns, Steelers, and Colts mathematically are still in contention based on whatever formula you want to come up with. Eliminated out of the AFC, the Broncos and the Texans. Those are the only two currently. But we've eliminated many teams. We're we, doing this each week. We have. We, uh, we're not letting the laws of, uh, of mathematics and NFL playoff standings to stop us from eliminating whoever the hell we want to eliminate. And we've done that every week of the season. Sometimes we regret who we eliminate. I have some sometimes, sometimes we love it. Hutton's got at least one more regret than I have. I may have a regret based on my most recent elimination, but Hutton, you begin. Yeah, so I, the Jets and Commanders for me were wiped out early on this season. Recently, though, I've gone to the well where it's been easy pickings. Rams, Browns, Falcons. Prior to that, back in week 12, I took the Cardinals. I've also eliminated the Jacksonville Jaguars, who all of a sudden have a chance to win the division over the Titans. This week, I'm eliminating one of the teams out of the NFC South. I'm eliminating the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter, who in a two-minute drill somehow doesn't know to get out of bounds and you know a chance to push the ball down the field, decides to keep it on a quarterback. Situational awareness here. They're done. They're out. And they haven't been running the football very well. That's the other part of this. They've been able to lean on that through the first half of the season. They're not doing that now. Arthur Smith and company, it's a lot like last year. Last year at this time, the Falcons were still in contention. Worst record this year compared to last year for them. And maybe they end up with the same record. Who knows? But the Falcons this week, they're eliminated. 
Hutton, I, I like that pick. I like it more than mine, quite frankly. But situational awareness is the phrase that we need to use. You just used it. I'm going to okay. use it with my pick this week. And the complete lack of situational awareness that we've seen maybe not just this season but in recent seasons happened with the New England Patriots Oh yes, this past week. Ramondre Stevenson inexplicably trying to lateral the ball to keep it alive in a tie game on the final play of the game. Jacoby Myers gets it and then does an even worse thing and chucks it way back trying to get it to Mac Jones' quarterback, picked off by Chandler Jones. Touchdown Raiders, win Raiders, lost Patriots. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. I am eliminating them from the AFC East. I'm eliminating them from the playoffs in Hutton. I've still got the Jets, who are also 7-7 seven and seven right now, alive, and the Patriots out. So... I kind of immediately regret this because I feel like Bill Belichick is going to make me pay for eliminating them after that, but I cannot watch the stupidity that we saw on Sunday in that game and not punish the Patriots in some way. I don't care if it really was just two guys going rogue. I don't care if they heard it from an assistant coach. I don't care what happened. The fact that professionals did that in an end-of-game situation where all you had to do was get tackled or shoved out of bounds and you're going to overtime and to attempt to do that you're out. You're eliminated. You're gone. Off my list. Are you surprised that's not more of a story? I am. It, it, not because it happened, but because it happened to Belichick's team. Right? He's been asked about it, and he's not, you know, no one's really answering anything, except for the two players who admitted it. Like, they just, uh, yeah, we just did it on our own. <laughs> but I don't, like, in this day and age, you just don't see that. You don't see the players go into business for themselves like that in the situational awareness, game day situation. The, the spot I mean, it was, they it were was in, Pop Warner you just, level you stuff. You take a knee, or you do what they did. Draw play. Don't have the arm to get it to the end zone at Hail Mary. Fine. Draw play. Go to overtime. And instead, you lose. And in effect, I'm with you. I mean, I do feel like they've eliminated themselves um, based on that loss in the AFC to the Raiders. Yeah, it's 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 little kid-like. I yes. mean, it's, it's yeah. not only that. You know, I think even little kids would just hold on to the ball yeah. and not ever think to you you know, wouldn't keep even it see alive. This in the Pro Bowl. That's great example. It's Pro Bowl like. I feel like it's like a NHL, you know, NBA All Star Skills Challenge type deal. Like it, they just completely forgot what sport they were playing and in what level. It's almost like they're playing a, a family Thanksgiving backyard game that broke out in their mind, and they're not in the NFL being paid handsomely to play the game to do something that stupid. I, it's. Hutton, we were on air when it happened on Sunday, and I couldn't even explain it because I'm thinking there's no, there's no way yeah. that they did that on their own, that they completely broke rank, and that a running back of all people, not even a receiver, a receiver who can be a little loose with the ball at times, you see this with defenders. So yes. if it was an interception on the last play of the game, I could totally see a corner and safety and linebacker doing something stupid, flipping it back, and then eventually the other team that threw the interception picking it up and running it back. That wouldn't surprise me. But a guy that has his hands on the football as much as a running back in Stevenson and Jacoby Myers yeah. to do something that stupid, Jacoby Myers, who knows and is taught to get out of bounds at the end-of-game situations, to keep the ball the clock running situation. at times yes. when you need to, it baffles me that this could have happened. Chad, um, I'm with you, by the way. I haven't eliminated the Patriots I, I easily can. For some reason, too, I haven't eliminated the Colts. I don't have them on my list yet. I don't know how that's been overlooked by me. I think I have eliminated. Yes, I've eliminated the Colts. 
Chad, I think we could also put another team there, the Tennessee Titans. No, uh, Ryan Tannehill out. Ben Jones to injured reserve. Backups galore across the offensive line. I mean, it's it's really, really bad for the Titans injury-wise. It was bad offensively, even healthy. Uh, not good, but questionable in the offensive line. Aaron Brewer, Nicholas Petit-Frere, um, Amani Hooker on defense, one of their starting safeties. He's questionable. It's uh, Traylon Burks as well. We Maybe he can get back, maybe not, but he's remained uh, in concussion protocol. He's questionable. Um, the the other players who are out, Dylan Cole, Nate Davis, so their starting guard, out. Christian Fulton, corner, out. Ben Jones now out. Terrence Mitchell, out. It's a preseason game. Ryan Tannehill, Josh Thompson, standpoint. out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really bad. I mean, this bad. is like preseason game number one in the second quarter with some of the guys that are playing for the Titans. Yeah, and it, you know, it's... It's really strange. You, you Going into halftime against Jacksonville two weeks ago, Chad, they allowed that drive. Henry fumbled, and then Trevor Lawrence drove down the field. They got that score on that great catch, toe-tap grab. And then, the, so, yeah, so then they open the second half. Jacksonville has a kickoff return for a touchdown that's called back due to holding. And then Trevor Lawrence and the Jags proceed to go 12 plays, like 78 yards, touchdown. That broke them. I mean, that that series, that span was what, maybe maybe a span of about 30 minutes total because it was a long drive on that open second half. That's when we really saw the, the damn break. And now this is on the opposite of the spectrum where it's, it's pack-up time, really. And they won't admit that. The defense last week was really good despite all their injuries. But how can you not pick Jacksonville to win this division now? Yeah, no, I, I'm certainly picking Jacksonville to win it. I'm, I'm not going to eliminate the Titans yet. I want to see what happens this Saturday, but I'm close to it. And uh, it, it feels like it's Jacksonville's division now uh, with the, the state of the Titans. And just across the league, I think this is a fascinating question. To, to blow it up and reset or to not blow it up and reset. Yeah. And to take a team that is consistently in the playoffs. The Titans are a good organization. Good NFL franchise. They're not great. They're not winning at the highest levels, but they're certainly no laughing stock, and they're typically in the playoffs. And just a year ago, they're the number one overall seed in the AFC. But fast forward a year, you have all the injuries that precipitated a lot of this, but you got a quarterback that's not really going to be your future in Ryan Tannehill, pass maybe one more year. You've got a running back that's still really good, but what's the real long-term future with a running back that carries the workload like Derrick Henry. You've got a left tackle in Taylor Lewan, who's not probably going to play in the NFL again, if I had to guess, but certainly not with the Titans. This is the end of one era of Titans football. Their window, yeah. Whether you want to admit it as an organization or not, you can go into denial and say, we're still going to be relevant. We're still going to be good. We're just going to add a few things next year and be right back on track, you can do that, and maybe you can disguise it, and it works, and you get in at the end of the playoffs a year from now. But let's face reality. We're closing the book on one chapter of Titans football, and it's time to look for the next chapter. And that starts with finding out if Malik Willis is your quarterback. And this could go for any number of teams when you get in this transition mode. Is Malik Willis the guy moving forward? I say probably not. But even if he isn't, you give him next year – to be the starting quarterback, see what you've got. 
if it's as bad as I expect it to be, you're going to be picking top five. So you go pick your quarterback then. you got to go draft a left tackle, more than likely in the first round yeah. this year. Point being, one playoff game or not is not going to decide the future and the fate of this Tennessee Titans organization. So if you're a Titans fan, put that out of your mind. And I think that, and I get it as a fan, you, you want to go to the playoffs, you want to play as long as you can because you love football and you love the sport. Just like a college team. Let's get to a bowl game. I want to see one, my team play one more time a month after the season. I get all that. And you should root for that ultimately. But what does it matter? In the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter about the whole of an organization or the entirety of a college football program. And that's where the Titans are now, Hutton. It's the closing of one chapter. And will they decide to start the next chapter? Or you know, try to read that last page over and over again so the magic doesn't escape them and they can try to hold on to the last bit of hope that they're going to be something. Because they're not going to be anything with this group, the way things are going. It's very well said. And the first thing they have to do is pair a new general manager with their head coach. You know, that's the first line of business because then you have the, the path and direction and you speak that into existence with a press conference and the mindset of the organization moving forward, which you don't know. And there's a lot of decisions to be made. Quarterback and running back at the forefront. But, I mean, we could see four new starters on the offensive line next season, realistically. Yeah. Chad, right here. And that's probably what they need. Most of the games on Christmas Eve oh, for Week 16. One of my favorite times of the week. We've got one big thing on every NFL game. That's next on Outkick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Okay, 360 rolls on. Hutton, it feels like Friday in here. Yeah, it you know, does. It does. It's got a very specific Friday vibe. Could be a lot of bad weather sit the western part of the country. Starting to hit our part of the country now. Maybe it's that type of feeling that we're about to be, you know, shut in for some extended period of time. Maybe because Christmas is what now? Three days away? Is it 22nd? It is the 22nd. I um, Every time now, so every Christmas time, I watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And he's got that like dollhouse where he opens up little doors and it shows the date yes. when they go to it, you know. And every time that I think of a day around Christmas, I think of opening up that little door and seeing December 22nd and the music that they play on Christmas Vacation. 
But regardless, it feels like a Friday. I think our crew feels like a Friday, too. Oh, really? Yeah, like we should be done like, after today. Because it's so empty in here? People hitting the road? Well, the I mean, 6th and Peabody is basically closed. Yeah. I think just, well, they just the kept, other, kept the light on for us, the, the, uh, for us right now. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, they're shutting up. You know, Christmas Day is one of the only days that 6th and Peabody is completely closed. They're only fully closed like they two or three They don't close on Christmas Eve? No. They're open. They're open on New Year's Day. I, I, New Year's Day, I understand. Especially with a lot of people coming in for New Year's Eve yep. in Nashville. This may be the place to come, you know, nurse your hangover with some moonshine after I, New Year's Eve being a big deal in Nashville. They were open on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a weird one to be open on. I'm not sure about Easter. I'm trying to predict your, I mean, your other I love, questions. I love Old Smoky Yeehaw, and I love Thanksgiving. And I love that they're open on Thanksgiving, but I also think that's kind of sad if you're here <laughs> on Thanksgiving. No, well, their, their theory is, and I, I, I mean, they, I guess they're – right in this because they continue to do it that you're out after thanksgiving many people are going ahead and, and starting their shopping or whatever and that they're one of the only bars open oh well and also i mean if you want to go to, it's it's twofold you kill two birds with one stone you could get your old smoky oh, moonshine from the gift shop there you go for holiday yep. gifts and you can drink yep. at a bar and if you're dan dockett you host a show yes i'm never gonna forgive dan for that <laughs> Um, that really opened the door because now it's always going to be, well, yeah. Dan Dockage did it. Are That's you guys right. saying you're better than Dan Dockage? No, we're not saying that. We're just saying we would not like to do a show on what well, black, black Friday. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Here is one big thing on every NFL game for week 16. This segment right here will be better than anything Dan Dockage did on black oh, Friday. Wow. wow. Anything. I didn't even see the know. show, but it's going to be better than anything Dan did on that day. Most games played I'll tell, on Christmas I'll tell Eve that. on Saturday, but the kicks off tonight. Jacksonville at six and eight. They can win the AFC South. They control it right now based on how they handle their final three games. Seven and seven Jets will host the Jags. For the Jags, last Sunday over the Cowboys, their victory in overtime. The fourth win in their last six games to put them in this position. Now they're on the road facing the Jets defense. Third in yards allowed, 305 yards allowed per game. It's great. And fifth in points allowed at 18.8. The Jags defense, 11 takeaways in the last five games total. That is really what has set up Trevor Lawrence to take off. He's getting the football back a lot. And he's having to put up points because the Jags had 11 takeaways in five games. They're still giving up more than 27 points in all those games. Um, so, or at least four of those five games, except for Tennessee. I really feel like this kind of comes down to, Hutton, um, how much do we trust Zach Wilson in this game for the Jets? Yeah. And, and I, like, can he can he get a drive going late to win, like, 21-17? Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game, and I think he's going to have a chance in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, come on. If it's fourth quarter game and it comes down to quarterback making play yep. to win it, it's Trevor Lawrence's game to lose at that point. I I agree, based on the two. Uh, Falcons are on the road against Baltimore. Baltimore 9-5. and five. Lamar Jackson was thought to be back for this week. He's not playing, so we'll see Huntley again. And this is a Ravens team that has lost to the Browns and Jags in the same month. They need to get back on track, but to do that, they've got to have Lamar Jackson back. He's not back this week against Atlanta. The Falcons rushed for over 200 yards against the Saints, and they still managed to only score 18 points. I have no idea what's going on there, but 
Desmond Ritter might be part of the issue. Plus, Kyle Pitts and others are on injured reserve. Lions and Panthers. The Detroit Lions at 7-7. Seven and seven. They've won three games last year. And now we've seen them at 7-7 seven and seven with a chance to punch their ticket to the playoffs. They have now won six of their last seven games, Jack. Our Lions, we talked about them all preseason. People didn't want to believe, but here they are. One and six to seven and seven and a chance to playoffs. I- I'm even surprised. Yeah. Even having believed in this roster from the beginning, surprised they are but, where they are but right here's, now. But here's the key on the stretch. The, the final three games, all teams that have a record below 500 to finish the season for Detroit, they can get in. And it's not out of the – they could be 10 and seven here and getting in. 10 and seven in the playoffs. Incredible. Uh, I mean, Dan Campbell, coach of the year. Consideration uh, yes. at that point. Now, also keep in mind, Carolina controls their destiny to the postseason, too. It, it, much like Jacksonville. The Panthers just a game behind first place to Tampa in the South, but they'll have a head-to-head coming up with them. And they're facing, they need to win this, they're facing a Lions defense that's 31st in the league in third down defense. So there will be opportunities for Carolina to make this a ball game at home. Bills are on the road against the Chicago Bears. The Bills are 11-3. and three. The Bears are 3-11. and 11. Josh Allen has thrown 10 touchdown passes, just one interception in the Buffalo Bills' uh, last five games. He's starting to deal again. And he's doing it with some of the, the magic throws on the move where he's throwing back across his body, finding it. He held the ball for like nearly eight seconds last week on that touchdown right before halftime. He's also doing it in some really bad conditions. And yeah. his game elevated when the snow started falling yep. Saturday night. Yep, and I, I'm looking at this... Uh, it's, the feels like temperature in Chicago for kickoff is minus 11. <sighs> minus 11. I'm looking at some right now just in Nashville. Um, this is tomorrow morning. It will be two degrees and the feel like feels like temperature. This in Nashville, Tennessee in the south will be minus eight. Guess what? Tomorrow it's minus eight. <laughs> if it feels like it, it is. Hutton's made the determination. It's minus eight. Uh, Bills are going to get after Justin Fields. He's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. He's been sacked 46 times in 13 games. Um, No chance here for what Buffalo can do uh, defensively as well. Uh, Saints and Browns. The Browns have scored just two touchdowns since Deshaun Watson has returned uh, as the starter over the last two games. The Saints have held six of their last seven opponents to 20 points or less. You can bypass this game on Saturday. Yeah, this is uh, that right there. That th- this one thing go. on this NFL game is telling you that one NFL game that you should not watch this weekend is this NFL game. Uh, Seahawks and Chiefs. Interesting matchup here because Seattle seven and seven right now. They're the first team out in the NFC for the playoffs. The Chiefs, meanwhile, they have uh, they notched their seventh game with at least thirty points this season. They lead the league in scoring. They're averaging twenty nine point six points per game. Total offense, they lead the league in that category, too. They're averaging 430 yards per game offensively. Defense, though, could be a problem for them in the postseason. They've allowed 27 or more points in four of their last five games. So can Seattle find enough with Kenneth Walker III and then Geno Smith getting some uh, some options as well in the run game and pass game, of course. But Kenneth Walker III hasn't been living up to that rookie of the year type performance hype week after week recently I know he missed a game with an ankle or a foot he's got to get back on track here Seattle's not going to be playing much longer uh, 
past, what, January 8th? It's a team that's starting to look like the preseason expectation of the, the Seahawks, of what we thought they were going to be. The Giants are 7-5-1. and one. The Vikings are 11-3. and three. In their last six games, the Vikings have allowed 31 points per game. And they're 11-3. and three Because they can beat you in different ways. And they can... I mean, we, we saw what they did to Indy. They also allowed Indy to have a 33-0 lead, too. We should yep. not... We should give them uh, give Indy credit for that, at least Indy's defense credit for that. Uh, that's what that's what holds me back from putting Minnesota in the same category, but they're right there because they're eleven and three, and they continue to produce in tight ball games. Well, the record's great, their offense is great, but that defense will get them burned at some point. It's longest, going to happen. Longest streak in the NFL for a team that's a favorite going into game day, the Vikings. They've won thirteen straight games when they've been favored. Longest streak. Bengals and Patriots. Bengals are 10 and 4. They facing a Patriots team that should be 8 and 6, but they're 7 and 7 after that finish uh, in Vegas. Ramondre Stevenson in that game. 172 yards in that game. A career high rushing yards performance for him. But we'll remember that lateral more than we will the rushing yards performance. Um, Bengals. They have the hot hand. Joe Burrow sacked 29 times in the first eight games. He's been sacked just eight times in their last six games. But now that offensive line is facing Matthew Judon and others. Um, defensively, they've got to create some turnovers. Otherwise, the Patriots are going home. I feel better about my Patriots elimination pick when I realize, oh yeah, they're playing Cincinnati this weekend. That's going to help my cause. The Tennessee Titans... Have, have held nine of their last 11 opponents to 20 points or less, and they're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're 26th in scoring. The opposite problem of the Vikings. They are averaging 18 points per game. That's nearly a touchdown less per game than last year with all those backups playing without Derrick Henry. They're averaging nearly a touchdown less per game. They're hosting the Houston Texans at 112-1. The quarterbacks for Houston, they've been intercepted a league-high 16 times this season. But, Chad, I'm telling you, Houston is the better team right now based on how they've been playing over the last two weeks, despite their record at 112-1 for the AFC South leading Tennessee Titans. It's really, really a sad state of affairs when you can make that statement for this Texans team yeah. by far the worst in the league, and you're completely accurate. that they The Titans are about to lose this football game at home to the Texans. A very bad Texans team. But this this Titans team doesn't have anything left at this point. Uh, keep in mind, these are all Saturday games. Here's your late afternoon Saturday games. Commanders 49ers on Christmas Eve. The 49ers' best defense in the league. They allow a, a league leading 15 points per game. That's outstanding for this group. They had early losses, though, to Chicago. Um, they lost to Denver. They lost to Atlanta. And that's what's keeping them out of the number one overall spot and not challenging more with Philadelphia. But right now, and their method and madness to victory, they've got Brock Purdy just managing things. And he can do more than that. I mean, they, they trust him. But it's about San Francisco's defense. They are outstanding. And right now, they've got the defensive MVP on their side, too, with Nick Bosa. And the good news about their team, Hunt, they don't have to trust him that much other than the game management yeah. part of it. Yeah. And They're it, not asking him to do much, but they I'm with you. They have the confidence in him to ask him to do more 
if necessary, the, but it really hasn't been that necessary so far. Last week, though, Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers took over on their own one-yard line. Shanahan called a pass play for Purdy. That's To me, that's a great sign yeah. and confidence Some in trust. your rookie quarterback. By the way, the Commanders, last nine games, they're only allowing 18 points per game, and they have Chase Young returning to the lineup this week. This is a battle of two solid defenses. Eagles-Cowboys, it's a big game on Fox, 425 Eastern kickoff. Cowboys, they're averaging a ton of points throughout the last month and a half, like 37. And their last two opponents, the Jags and the Texans, converted 55% of their third downs. So two relatively poor teams. Uh, Jacksonville's been far better. And again, Houston's playing better, but two poor teams moved the chains on big third down plays against Dallas's defense. Can the Cowboys, or excuse me, can the Eagles do that with Gardner Minshew starting this, starting this game? Uh, Jalen Hurts ruled out. Uh, now let's head to Christmas. We got Raiders, Steelers. Um, they've won four of their last five following the two and seven start. The, the Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders have. They are the only team in the league with a 1,400 yard rusher and a 1,200 yard receiver. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. And it's yeah. been a very quiet, like, combination, right? Like, if you would have had me guess that combo, I'm not, I don't know where they'd come, come to mind for me. Probably, like, middle of the, like, 15th, 16th guess. Very quiet. Year. It's, all, it's also quiet because I remember going back to early in the year, watching that Raiders team, we had this discussion. You look at them on the field and think, how are they bad? When yeah. they were 0-3, how are they this bad? And that plays into everything that we're talking about, that they should not be this, what they are right now, win-loss record-wise, but yet they still get good production from good players. So that yes. part doesn't describe me. It's just, it doesn't surprise me. It's the it's the lack of win production that's surprising. By the way, Raiders-Steelers, Saturday night, 6-8 and eight against 6-8, and eight, and the main storyline here is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception and what will be a, I mean, I can't wait to see the tribute to Franco Harris yeah. with his passing this week. Packers and Dolphins on Christmas Day. The Dolphins have Hill and Waddle. They've combined for over 2,600 yards receiving and 14 touchdowns. 171 catches between the two of those. And you've got the Dolphins who are you know, trying to hold off a Green Bay team that's won back-to-back -back games for the first time since week four. So you've got... Green Bay feeling like they have a chance. I don't think we feel like they have a chance. But the Dolphins team that's trying to just at least hold serve on what could be a, a wild card spot uh, coming down to that in Week 18. Uh, Broncos-Rams, we mentioned this earlier. This is a matchup that impacts better teams in the draft ahead of them. Detroit and Seattle will be paying attention to this head-to-head -head matchup of the battle of four and ten teams and the battle for what could be the third or fourth selection in the top five as it stands right now. And your primetime matchups in the traditional slots, you've got Sunday Night Football, Bucks and Cardinals. The Really, the the only big storyline here, aside from Brady and the Bucks, and can they just hold on to the division? Because they haven't been playing well at all. Cliff Kingsbury is coaching against Tom Brady, and nearly two decades after spending a year as Brady's teammate, he is now the head coach on the opposite sideline. Kingsbury said it in college. He thought he worked hard, but Brady showed him 
what hard work really is. Take that for what that's worth. Yeah, that's not a great... Uh, Tom Brady shows us with all that. You yeah. Know, everyone. Yeah. Chargers and Colts, Chad. Not a great statement for Chargers Kingsbury. and Colts. 7-6, 4-8-1 for Indy. The Chargers have won three of their last four games. And Justin Herbert, just two touchdown passes and two interceptions in his last three games. They've been winning, but they have been winning the traditional way of trying to win in shootouts. They've been winning tight window games. And Indianapolis is going with Nick Foles as the starter. And it's another chance uh, for the Chargers to stack wins against bad opposition, which they need yeah. to do to get in the playoffs. You're right. And the Colts have turned the ball over in NFL high 27 times this year. So their their turnover differential is tied with the Saints for the worst in the league. Jeff Saturday doesn't have that same vibe to him right now that he did after the first two games. Next coach at Lipscomb Academy after <laughs> Jason Witten turned him down. Chad, that's one big thing on every NFL game. Love it. Um, so here's the other big thing about every NFL game. The, the current estimates for the feels-like temperature at kickoff of these outdoor games this weekend uh, coming up on Saturday. Right now, Bills and Bears in Chicago. Feels-like temperature prediction, minus 11. Seahawks are in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Right now, minus 6 degrees is the predicted kickoff time uh, temperature. Saints and Browns, minus 9. Titans-Texans here in Nashville, 5 degrees. At least we get a plus there. Yeah. We're now going into the plus territory from the minus. We are, uh, except for one more. Um, Raiders-Steelers, minus 4 in Pittsburgh. And Falcons-Ravens, 7 degrees. <sighs> The coldest game I've ever been a part of was in Kansas City. And this was, what, four or five years ago now in December. Kickoff, temperature at kickoff was four degrees. The feels like temperature, I have no idea. Um, but KC has, they installed these uh, heaters underneath their turf. And what it did is it caused an effect where you had a fog that came up. They didn't turn them on during warmups. Again, why? Don't know. They turned it on right at kickoff, and you can see it here. You see the effect on the freezing uh, turf and the breath from the players. That was me sidelined at Arrowhead four or five years ago, Chad. You remember this well, and you remember it how— It was 2017, how, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And how I was trying to pack where I was trying to carry everything on to the charter. That was very difficult. To get all of the uh, the gear on. Well, and I'm sure also your um, you know hands are just you know, blocks. Like you don't have well, a lot of dexterity in your fingers. The only point. way to describe how cold it was, my phone on full charge when I went from the booth to the sideline was dead midway through the first quarter. I had the same problem in Kansas City waiting on an Uber leaving the AFC I mean, Championship game where my phone went dead immediately. Yeah, it was just helpless at that point because that's how I was this, watching the stats. Hutton, you, you would probably know better than I, but I feel like this is going to be the coldest game ever at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. It might be. I mean, I that, can't think of one that's the, even close to well, single digits. The, the one that's close is the Pittsburgh Thursday night game here, which was seven or eight years ago now. It's been I don't a while. feel like it was that cold, though. It was then. a Wizen Hunt era, I believe. Yeah, it I was, was at it was that really game. Cold. It I think was that's really cold, but I think that's the record. I mean, I've been to some games that were maybe in the 20s, you know, low 30s. I was at a snow game on a Monday night football game. Uh, against the Chiefs one, yeah. one year where it was snowing in the second half, but I think never I, this cold. No. Five degrees. We've it's got some it's going to break asked. a Nashville record. Um, coming up, will it break the Titans fans' hearts when Jacksonville wins tonight on Thursday Night Football, knowing that 
The almighty Houston Texans are coming to town, rolling in. To rain on one, the parade. 1-12-1 to just send everyone packing. Lovey Smith. Let's preview it. We'll Steeler explain why I've got confidence in Jacksonville tonight. We'll find out which way Chad's leaning on his picks as well. Thursday night preview. Next, now kick 360. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us for Outkick 360. Previewing Thursday night football tonight. Jacksonville on the road against New York. The Jets and Jags. It's an important game. As of right now, both teams are on the outside looking in of the AFC playoffs. It's a massive win for one of them. And the other is likely not making it based on other results that are hard to predict with three weeks left. But the, the Jets have the tougher... Path the Jets need it more. They're not going to catch Buffalo. We know that. Yeah. And they, they have to win their way in through some tiebreakers in the AFC. This will be a huge one. Meanwhile, Jacksonville, with a win, they can lead the AFC South if the Titans fall to Houston. Uh, they'll have the same record, but it'll be a tiebreaker because Jacksonville won the head-to-head. But it's not all lost if Jacksonville loses this game because they still get the head-to-head with the Titans at the end of the season. And you would expect that the Titans are going to lose one of their next two based on how banged up they are. They could be 0-2, quite frankly. But they have the Texans and then the Cowboys on a quick turnaround game on Thursday night, a week from today. And it's am I right in saying the Jets need this more Oh yeah, for playoff possibilities? Yeah, because the, 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 I think the only way Jacksonville's getting in is by winning the division. But that's attainable. And I, I think you and I, I mean, you and yeah. I just said we, we think that's going to happen. Meanwhile, the Jets, I mean, they've got to, they're, they're, they're at seven and seven. I think they've got to be around nine. So nine uh, wins. I, I've been burned by this in the past, but I'm buying Jacksonville right now. I'm a believer in the way they're playing. They're a two and a half point underdog. I, I think the, it's the wrong line. I think it should be a three-point favorite in this game against the Jets, the way they're playing right now. Give me Jacksonville Moneyline as the as the slight underdog in this game. Outkick.com slash bet is where you can go. Outkick.com slash bet. I would also agree there. I I do think the the Jets are being overlooked defensively because that's they're great. But Trevor Lawrence has just found this rhythm within the offense now over his last six games. Last six games, they've won four of them. And he has completed 70% of his passes, 14 touchdowns to only one interception. He's spreading the ball around in a, a great way. Stepping up and making some big throws at crucial times. It doesn't have to be the fourth quarter. It could be a big drive right before halftime or a drive to lead a team to a score to begin the third. We're seeing that now with Doug Peterson's group, Chad, that it seems like they're, they're coming together at the right time to where even if they don't make the postseason – they are entering an offseason where 
with the and I think they've drafted well, especially defensively. They've got some young pieces um, on, on their offense. They have invested in receiver. They've invested in uh, offensive linemen around Trevor Lawrence. That you know they're they're a piece or two away there. This is a team that'll have the momentum of the offseason going into next year, where the predictions will likely lean towards them to be yeah. the division winner. No, it's all trending in Jacksonville's direction. And everyone thought that was eventually going to happen with all the high draft picks, but yeah. it's been sped up by the Titans' injuries, by, I mean, everything that's gone on with that team this year, seemingly having the division right in their hands. No way they could lose it. And then falling apart the way they have. It's Jacksonville's division. I think they continue on their march, and they go up to Jersey tonight, and they win, and they get it done against the Jets. Looking at the the forecast tonight, it's going to rain. It is raining in New York and uh, Jersey. And around kickoff, it it's going to be pouring. <laughs> so there's a 96% chance of precipitation, uh, 48 degrees at kickoff this evening. So that, that will play into the Jets' favor, which is also playing into the line in Vegas. Money line. Let's go with it. There would be not a lot of reasons that I'd want to go attend that game tonight. <laughs> in that way, When you told me that forecast, I'm thinking, now granted, if you're a Jets fan, it's not often you have any chance of the playoffs this time of year. So that may compel you to go. But um, I'm not looking at that forecast in this game and thinking, I'm definitely going to be there tonight. Um, Chad, you got your Christmas shopping done? I'm done. I know you were doing that today. Yeah. Oh, with yep. the kids, right? Yep. Took uh, took Evie out to buy something for uh, her mom. She, I hope Evie's not listening right now, but oh. she pointed out some things that I was like, I can. Okay. I definitely say that your mom would probably not like that, but I like <laughs> that you're being creative with what we should get her. But you know, let's stick to what she sent me via text of the items that she wants, and then if you want to throw in something <laughs> special, we can. But I'm not going to spend eighty five dollars on something special if wow. it's twenty. I'll spend that. So we got a couple uh, special twenty dollar items, um, but yeah, it's you know it, it was good. It's so, good. To, it's good to feel like I'm done now, other than having someone wrap it because we all know I'm not wrapping anything. But I, that's one. That's give a me skill. A gift bag. That's a skill Hutton I never want to learn. By is, the way, how, uh, is how to wrap something. I didn't know Evie wanted to get uh, Angie the uh, Sunday ticket package for you for YouTube for eighty five dollars. We actually got the DVD of House of the Dragon. <laughs> For so Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's her favorite show. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of our great Outkick 360 season tickets. But we're, we're back, back tomorrow. at it tomorrow. Shockingly, we're back tomorrow. On Who the Outkick knew? Network.